Welcome to Breaking Soul Ties with Shola Adio. On this broadcast, Shola Adio teaches God's word on soul ties and other relationship issues affecting the believer. Hello there. You're welcome once again to Breaking Soul Ties with Olushola Adio. On this episode, we'll be looking once again into the connection between your soul ties and the associations that you keep. We'll be looking at um, one example in the Bible of someone, of a person whose um, soul ties uh, corresponded with the sort of associations um, that he kept. And his associations went on to uh, strengthen the soul ties that he had for the wrong things. But before we go into uh, the gist for today, I just want to answer a quick question and bring some information to you. Every time I um, get online and begin to talk about soul ties, I always get asked, what do you mean by a soul tie or what are soul ties? So I'm just going to answer that question very quickly today and we'll move on into um, our full gist. Now, what is a soul tie or what are soul ties? A soul tie is simply the captivation of your soul, which comprises your emotion, your will, and your mind by another person or thing. A soul tie is simply the captivation of your soul by another person or thing. And then I can also define a soul tie simply as the attachment of your soul, your emotion, your will, and your mind to another person or thing. Now let's look at it at this um, in some little detail. Your soul comprises of your emotion. Your emotion is that part of you that likes something or hates something. Your will is uh, that part of you that decides to carry out an action based on some information that you have. And your mind is the place where you do your thinking. Your mind is where you think. Your mind is where you imagine things and your mind also is where you store your memories. So your soul comprises of your mind, your emotion and your will. And when you are in soul ties, it means that all these three are being controlled by something that your soul is already tied to. Let me give you another simple definition of soul ties. A soul tie exists when there are things or people you can't just say no to when you should be saying no to them. I'll give you an example. Uh, say, for instance, um, there's a lady, you're in love with a guy, and the guy is asking you or trying to persuade you to break your covenant with God and do the wrong things. And your inability to say no and put your foot down against the ungodly demands of this man means that you have a soul tie with him. So it means that once you are confused as to whether you should um, yield uh, to his pressure or obey God, it means you have a soul tie with him. You understand now. So something you cannot say no to or a person you cannot say no to is an indication of your soul ties. You can read more about soul ties on my website and the url is this www.breaking 
soulties.com. I'll spell that for you. B-R-E-A-K-I-N-G-S-O-U-L-T-I-E-S.com. And you can find us on uh, quite a number of social media platforms. Twitter, the, the website whose URL I just gave you. You can also find us on Facebook, Google+, YouTube, BlackBerry Messaging, and um, internet radio broadcasts like this one. So if you're on Twitter, you can follow me at Shola Adio, S-O-L-A-A-D-I-O. And you can also follow me at Soul Ties Tweets, S-O-U-L-T-I-E-S-T-W-E-E-T-S. And you can also link up with me on Google Plus using HTTPS plus dot, as in HTTPS, colon, forward slash, forward slash, plus dot Google dot com, forward slash, plus, Olushola Adio. If you just do a search on Olushola Adio, you'll find me there. And if you're on uh, BB, you can add me up uh, using this uh, the following pin. I'll read it out to you. It's 7C5BBD57. I'll take that again. 7C5BBD57. And you can also email me on breaking soul ties at charisministries.org. I'll spell that for you B R E A K I N G S O U L T I E S at Charis Ministries K A R I S M I N I S T R I E S dot O R G. Breaking soul ties at Charis Ministries.org. Now let's get into business. Now, last week, we were able to trace the link from scriptures uh, between the way we behaved while we're still out there in the flesh or out there in the world. And we were able to trace that link, uh, the link between our behavior in the world and the associations that we kept. That Satan worked in us through the associations that we kept to um, introduce us into certain habits that were not nice, uh, into habits that produced sinful practices in our outward lives. And we're able to see that there is a pattern. There is a pattern um, that follows the kind of associations that you keep. So if you are really more into people who smoke, you'll discover that at a certain point, you would also be a smoker. So you can see very quickly that um, if you are a geek, you'll be more interested in uh, maintaining associations with other geeks. And if you are also a drug addict, you'll be very much interested in making more friends with uh, fellow drug addicts. So you can um, keep solidifying the habits. And also people who are in the pursuit of the things of God would also associate with other people who are also in the pursuit of the things of God. So, and the list can go on and on and on and on. So, who are the people you love to be with or you feel most comfortable being with? That tells us what your soul ties are. So, you need to uh, pay You need to uh, pay attention, uh, a lot of attention to that. And you discover that many sincere and well-meaning Christians never reach their full potential because of the soul ties that they practice uh, with evil associations. So that uh, is um, a very important area to look at. So if there are things you are attached to today 
then it means that um, you have to watch the associations that you keep in addition to seeking deliverance uh, from God's word. So if you have a sex addiction, you must cut off completely from the sex partner and your pressure group with whom you practice the same. Same goes for alcohol, drugs, and porn addiction. You must terminate all those relationships that brought you into those addictions. You are not to hang in there trying to convince them to come with you. If you want to be free, then you must flee. That's the way the game goes. And this is an, in addition to renewing your mind with God's word and also removing your high gates from these addictions. When I say removing your high gates, it means that um, you no longer uh, take time to watch such things. So if you've had a sex problem or if you've had a porn problem, you're not going to take time to spend, you're not going to spend your time watching porn sites on tv or watching uh porn movies on tv or watching porn images or following twitter handles that only tweet porn images you, you know that sort of a thing so you've got to uh put a very tight control on what you see with your eyes and if you want to be the sex problem you need to cancel that subscription to the porn channels uh many people who have uh, a porn problem today they are subscribed to uh porn channels they are subscribed uh to porn downloads on their bbs on their phones and everything so these are things that um you need to terminate if you really uh want to be truly delivered and you see lot and his wives they saw nothing wrong in sodom and gomorrah and because they had stayed too long watching the wrong people so their conscience were able to permit the sort of things that were happening there and if you're a virgin, it means that you cannot make those who have no value for chastity your closest friends. They will eventually, they will eventually talk you out of it. It's very, uh, it's very important. So you are more likely to arrive at your desired destination in life if you forsake evil associations that breed soul ties in your life. These soul ties need to be starved to death by cutting your supplies to their supplies to your eye gate so that is very important that's very important and most times you just need to relocate yourself from your partners in crime you need to relocate yourself from partners in crime if you hang out with people who talk profane ultimately your mind will become profane i mean i can tell you that a lot of nigerians um they were not aware of certain swear words that are being used in the west but before you know what's happening, one year after they joined Twitter, you then begin to see them use exactly the same kind of swear words that are being used by Americans. So you discover that they didn't just hatch up those swear words on them uh, on their own, but they followed people on Twitter who had nothing else to tweet than swear words. And before you know what's happening, it was okay for them to also tweet the same swear words at people uh very freely without thinking twice so it's very important your continual rubbing of minds with experts in the areas of the soul ties that bog you down will continue to frustrate your efforts to be free so it's very important very very crucial very crucial to uh, your deliverance from soul ties you need to watch the associations um that you keep 
anything you don't want to become the people who are already that thing you need to avoid them you need to avoid them you need to de-emphasize them in your life you need to uh dethrone them from your life and you need to stop making them the strongest influence in in, in your life so it's very important the associations that you keep the friends that you keep tell us exactly where you are going the friends that you keep will tell us the the kind of soul ties that will remain in your life and will prove a difficult nut uh for you to crack so you just got to pay attention to the associations uh that you keep i can't uh, stress this um uh, strong enough that you just have to you just have to watch the associations that you keep and you've got to watch the people uh, that uh, affect you the most um, our time is up now and we're just going to take a short break and i'll see you uh, in about a minute Breaking Soul Ties with Shola Adio. To learn more about Soul Ties, please visit www.breakingsoulties.com or on Twitter at Shola Adio and at Soul Ties Twitch. Welcome back to Breaking Soul Ties with Olusholadio. Now we're going to look at uh, the example of a person in the Bible who had a soul tie for something wrong, something very bad and very wrong. And that soul tie was strengthened by the association that he kept. If you have your Bibles with you, please turn with me to 2 Samuel chapter 13. And we're going to start reading from verse 1. Second Samuel chapter 13. We will start reading from verse 1. And it came to pass after this that Absalom, the son of David, had a fair sister, whose name was Tamar, and Amnon, the son of David, loved her. And Amnon was so vexed that he fell sick for his sister Tamar, for she was a virgin. And Amnon thought it hard for him to do anything to her so let's uh, uh let's look at this now the bible says that amnon the son of david loved his sister so let's um i mean <laughs> definitely the 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 only excuse or more like the only thing you can say to this that is slightly, I mean, that can be slightly different from being his sister, same father, same mother, or maybe if they were born of different mothers. So effectively, that could mean that they are half brother and half sister. But even at then, they have a strong blood connection because they have the same dad, David. So on every count it was wrong it was wrong for amnon to sexually um desire his sister it was very wrong 
it was very wrong. And so this is what happened. The Bible says, And Amnon thought it hard for him to do anything to her. So we have a situation where Amnon had sexual thoughts towards his sister. He had bad sexual thoughts towards his sister. He had pictures in his mind of having sex with his own sister who was a virgin. But the Bible says that Amnon thought it hard for him to do anything to her. So it means that at this point, there was some sort of mental restraint with Amnon about carrying out sexual activity with his sister. So it means that there was restraint inside him. He had the thoughts of doing it, but the Bible says he thought it hard for him to do anything to her. So it means that there definitely was restraint. So he had an uncontrolled erection, but he thought it hard to be able to, you know, carry out harm or mischief against his sister. So really, if the whole story stopped here, where at this point where the Bible says Amnon thought it hard for him to do anything to her, then we could possibly have had a very happy ending, which is that Amnon will harbor such sexual thoughts about Tamara, but somehow those thoughts will be suppressed or they will fizzle out and nothing wrong would have happened. But then let us enter in a guy called Jonadab. The Bible says that Amnon had a friend whose name was Jonadab the son of Shimea, David's brother. And the Bible says, and Jonadab was a very subtle man. So you see that Amnon had a friend, and this friend was a guy who was very subtle. Very subtle in the sense that it was very evil. He, he was very creative in his approach to evil. So it means that Jonadab, I mean, knew how to arch evil, how to carry out evil against people, and he had the required creativity for carrying such things out successfully. Perhaps he's even done it before, to be honest. And then he said unto Amnon, Why art thou, being the king's son, lean from day to day? Will thou not tell me? And Amnon said unto him, I love Tamar, my brother, Absalom's sister. And Jonadab said unto him, Lay thee down on thy bed. So you see, Amnon told Jonadab his problem. His problem was that he had an uncontrolled erection while thinking about Tamar. So the love that, that he said he loved Tamar was an erotic kind of love. That's erotic just simply means that he only wanted to have sex with her. And I've told, said this before on a number of my writings, that, Ill, that canal men mostly process love towards women uh, through their waist, you know, through their sexual organs. So when a man says that he loves you, you need to find out what kind of love he's talking about. Does he love you the agape way, that's the unconditional God's way, or does he love you as a friend, which is phileo, 
or does he love you sexually which is erotica you understand and amnon said unto him i love tamara my brother absalom's sister and jonadab said unto him lay thee down on thy bed and make thyself sick so jonadab now began to give him creative ways on carrying out the expression of his uncontrolled direction and jonadab said unto him lay thee down on thy bed and make thyself sick and when thy father cometh to see thee say unto him i pray thee let my sister come and give me meat and dress the meat in my sight that i may see it and eat it at her hand so amnon lay down made and made himself sick and when the king was come to see him amnon said unto the king i pray thee let tamar my sister come and make me a couple of cakes in my sight that i may eat at her hand then david sent home to tamar saying go now to thy brother amnon's house and dress him meat so tamar went to her brother amnon's house and he was laid down and she took flour and kneaded it and made cakes in his sight and did bake the cakes and she took a pan and poured them out before him but he refused to eat so amnon did not even eat the cake and amnon cakes and amnon said have out all men from me so here what amnon did was to create a private situation and these were things that jonadab engineered and coached him about to do that get tamar on a deceitful in a deceitful manner to come into your house and bake some cakes and then get all the men to be out of the place and they went out every man from him and amnon said unto tamar bring the meat into the chamber that i may eat of thy hand and tamar took the cakes which she had made and brought them into the chamber to amnon her brother and when she had brought them unto him to eat he took hold of her and said unto her come lie with me my sister and she answered him nay my brother do not force me for no such thing ought to be done in israel do not thou this folly and i whither shall i cause my shame to go and as for thee thou shalt be as one of the fools in israel now therefore i pray thee speak unto the king for he will not withhold me from thee albeit he would not hearken unto her voice but being stronger than she forced her and lay with her so we see here that on the advice of jonadab amnon was able to successfully carry out a rape against his own half-sister so we see here that the influence of jonadab his strongest association was able to bring to pass the expression of his satanic and uncontrolled erection that he had towards his own half-sister now this begs the question what if a jonadab did not exist in amnon's life amnon most likely would have lacked the creativity and would have lacked the confidence required to carry out such a deadly thing so you begin to see here that a lot of silly things that you do as a person they are actually um that you 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 develop the confidence and the creativity to do a lot of those things through the associations that you keep so when you i mean so you can there's no way you can convince me that jonadab was not a seasoned rapist before that incident he definitely must have known how to rape people for him to have suggested to amnon on how to go about 
uh, corning uh, Tamara to turn up uh, to make cakes in his in his house and then trying to you know you know get her raped. So definitely, your friends have a lot to do with the things that you are attached to. So we see here that Jonadab encouraged Amnon and gave him the creativity required for him to carry out that deadly activity against his own sister so you need to watch the associations that you keep so if a rapist is your closest friend you are definitely gonna rape somebody someday so it is very important that whatever you don't want to become you don't keep the people who are very good at it around your life do you understand if you don't want to become an armed robber don't keep an armed robber as your closest friend if you don't want to become a rapist don't keep as a rapist as your closest friend if you don't want to be a fraudster don't keep a fraudster as your closest friend now for you to think that oh yes um you can you can get by hanging out with these people you're just wasting your time if you don't want to be a womanizer a serial womanizer then don't keep womanizers as your closest friends it's that simple if you're a woman and you don't want to be promiscuous jumping from man to man um, and sleeping from man to man then don't keep such people as your closest friends if you want to excel academically don't keep trans who don't turn up in class as your closest friends so that's very important if you want to pursue the things of god and you want to express the things of god express the the the, the character of god and the holiness of god in your life don't keep people who have made sin their habitual practice your closest friends you understand so if you keep people who are very skilled at something as your most influential friends you will eventually experience a rubbing off and receive creativity and wisdom you know however satanic it is that is required to carry out such things my time is up and um, i'll see you guys again next week god bless you bye thank you for listening to breaking soul ties with shola Adio. to learn more about soul ties on twitter please follow at shola Adio and at soul ties twitter you can also visit www.breakingsoulties.com to contact Shola Adio, please send an email to breakingsoulties at charisministries.org or on BBM 7C5BBD57. This concludes this episode of Breaking Soul Ties with Shola Adio. 